is rising on an emerging generation of kings. John chapter 4 verse 1. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was made, that Jesus rather made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. And verse 4, he needed, he needed, think about that, he needed, he was a need for him to go to Samaria or go through Samaria. And verse 5, so he came to a city of Samaria which is called Seeker, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. That's about 12 noon thereabout. A woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, how can you, midnight crew, like, yeah, how is it that you, being a Jew, say rhymes, ask a drink from me. So watch this now. A Samaritan woman. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans, no dealings. We, we don't cross paths, we don't hang, we don't chill. We won't catch us in the same lounge. We don't roll together. We're not like rice and beans, right? Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, <laughs> you would have asked him and he would have given you living, what are, someone say what are, say like your British friends, what are, you did that and I said, what's wrong with this one? Water. Then the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. Therefore then, do you get that, where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock. And Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Then the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water. I know they run dry. That I may not thirst, not come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. And the woman said, I have no husband. She said to her, you have well, Jesus said, you have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. The one you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. Then the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming. When you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is of the Jews. But the eye is coming. And now is that they either worship. The true worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. 
for the father is seeking such to worship him god is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth somebody say amen father receive the spirit of wisdom revelation and understanding let the weight of your word be divinely distributed to the specific areas of our thoughts our consciousness our contemplation our secret conversations that require this truth even in this season help us to find ourselves in the word help us to see you in accurate light let every word be loaded with light loaded with life elevating our consciousness of what you have done for us and bringing us into greater depths of the love that you have for us the words cannot even articulate and times and seasons cannot fully express and so father we glorify you that we'll experience even in this moment more than a slice of eternity but a lingering conviction that you love us like that we'll receive it god with grace in jesus name we've prayed somebody say he loves me like that I know some of you are sort of like, you measure your words and your decibels, you're sort of like concerned that if you shout too loud in your 20s and 30s, by the time you're 70, your allocation and quota of volume may have been exhausted, right? But don't, don't worry, the things that God gives, they increase with use. So when you shout louder, the more convinced you will be about the value you're projecting in the atmosphere. So say, he loves me like that. I don't want to build up so much, but the story is pretty clear. Basically, the word says that Jesus, he felt a need. I want to think about that now. He felt a need. It is a need on the heart of Jesus for him to have this encounter with the woman. Ever so often, when there is somebody you love, appreciate, admire, draw strength from, or someone who's your muse on social media, right? Like a celeb, a big boy, that kind of thing. Uh, so for some of you right now, like, oh, I'm already going to push on myself. I'm, I'm praying, right? My prayer point is that Chef Fresh will not leave here early so that we can finally take that selfie, lock him down. It's a secret prayer. Maybe you're not on your knees and willing now, but in your spirit somewhere, you are monitoring all the angelic forces and actually legislating, say, Lord, lock him down, lock him down, hold him down. He must be here, right? <laughs> Or someone like that, you go to an event and you're thinking like that, you are desperately looking to meet that person. Or you bump into that person. Some people, they actually want to meet the person, but they're trying to save face and act as if it's all hunky-dory, it's not a big deal. Whereas it's been a prayer point for three or four months. Oh, can I talk right now? Uh, am I speaking right now? So when you see the person, there's a sense of, wow, I met this person. Or I connected with this person. Can you imagine? He was even kind enough to take the selfie and he took it on his phone. It was not even on my phone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Elder said, you now forgot to transfer it to your phone. You now be DM, DM. It's going to request. I'll be like, all oh, these celebrities, they are just, you know, in public, they are nice, but they are actually very wicked inside their hearts. One day, too, my God will celebrate me. <laughs> right? But oftentimes, that's the equation. We are desperate to see people with love. But when is Jesus looking for this woman? Jesus is like, I'm the person that needs to see you. I wanted to understand the value of that. God, it shifts the dynamic. If there is anybody who needed anybody, it wasn't Jesus who needed anybody. It was this body that had been used by many bodies that needed Jesus as her body. Can I talk to somebody? Understand the dynamic of divine love. 
The dynamics of divine love is not watching you whine away and pine away like a wretched no good person. It is God taking the posture and the disposition that there is something about you that I need. Something about you that I love. Something about you that I'm concerned about. Something about you that I'm going to fight for, live for, and die for. And he didn't just position that as a disposition. He actually proved that you're not only someone to long after, but someone to die for. Oh my God. You know how people just go around, Jollof rice is to die for. Is there anybody who has ever died for Jollof rice? Say this dodo, yeah, yeah, yeah. This dodo is anointed, marinated in oil, dripping glory. What a beaut. Nobody has died for plantain. For goodness sakes, at the end of the day, it's plantain, right? Like in the final hour, someone's like, no, 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 sir, it's not plantain. It's not just plantain, there's plantain <laughs> and there's dodo. But in the dynamics of God's relationship with us, and this is a very healthy thing to contemplate, because it all of a sudden repositions your place in the dealings with God. That God is saying, I created every other place. In fact, if I want to relocate this woman where I am, I can do it. I can teleport her, I can make her appear and reappear. Like African magic Yoruba. I don't know, there was a skit by, um, I think her name is Kiki, the influencer. There's a skit with her and some other person. I saw recently about them doing all that stuff. And, <laughs> and then, you know, they were just basically raking and all. And then somebody made the other person disappear. Then the other one put the other person inside a bottle. And look, it's a fridge that is your destination. Right? God could do that. But see, God's love is redemptive, not manipulative. And so God's love pays the price to get to where you are. It doesn't just hijack you <laughs> or jack you like a deflated tire. Oh, can I talk right now? He drives to you and puts you beside him in the driving wheel. He pays the price. He said, I must need to go through Samaria. In other words, you are worth me changing my itinerary. I will redefine my trajectory. I will redefine what I had set out to do, what my disciples preferred, just to get a soul. Somebody say, loves me like that. Loves me like that. I must needs go to Samaria. There are different reasons this story should not have happened. I have about seven, but I don't think I have that time, so I'll do four or five. One of the major reasons many of us feel like, you know what, God can't really love me like that, is that we have geographical limitations. Someone says geographical constraints. So we allow our geographical constraints limit our experience of the love of God. Some of us are in a place where like, God, you know, try. God, you know, try. There are over 200 countries in this world. And you planted me in a Nigerian mother's womb. Why? Or a Ghanaian mother's womb who gave birth to me in Nigeria. Or a Syrian Leonian or a South African or an American, wherever your nationality is. Some of you feel pained and upset 
you still cannot imagine what made your parents relocate from Britain the year before you were born. <laughs> like, please, couldn't you just tarry for one more year, one summer, one more winter? <laughs> we have this geographical context that make us doubt God's love for us. You are like, okay, no problem. God, you should have given it to me in Nigeria. That's all well and good. But when a dollar was in Naira, let it be at that time. <laughs> the other day, we're watching uh, Day, of, Day of Destiny. Day, with Des Day of Destiny. I think that's, that's the movie, right? With Olumide and Dinala Gray and all of that. And there's a scene in the movie where they basically time traveled. And in the scene, um, what's her name? Tony Abraham. Was the, was the driver, taxi driver. <laughs> so they were in 2000, even though real time they were in 2020. Who's in the movie? Okay, let me just give you a little bit, bit of it. So 2020, now in 2000, Tony Abraham was saying, ah, don't worry, it goes soon better. That by year 2020, vision 2020, one hour go be like one dollar. <laughs> now these guys who had seen the future, <laughs> uh, you didn't know about it. <laughs> right so some of us feel like god you didn't try or some of us feel that geographically in the social graphic landscape of our minds the distance between us and god is very wide very like we're not talking about buy talk less of bull the only bible you have is that you're buying red bull or sending a bull to oba for you feel geographically I don't roll like that some people have not been to the four walls of a faith gathering for years lockdown was their own final destination the lockdown was a miracle they're like finally God has answered my prayer I never wanted to be gathering people anyway so lockdown is me and my God look at some and say God knows all your concepts Geographically, we feel disconnected. It's like the proverbial or the typical prince and princess or prince and papa story. Where there's this girl that is not all that, right? And there's this prince that is high and mighty. And the person has all this opulence and palatial influence and all this authority and all this charm and charisma and all of that. And guess what? The prince is so enamored and so in love, so enamored and so in love with the girl who's from the peasant background a proletariat, not bourgeois, bougie, buju, right? Thank you for the soundtrack, but the Lord can do without it in this, <laughs> in this hour, right? Now, when that happens, the girl feels enamored, and the man covers the distance. Because God is saying, no matter how far you are from me, my love for you has enough material to build a bridge. <laughs> I'll build a long bridge for you. God will do that. Oh, some people are singing. It's okay, they're just being blunt. Some people didn't get there. 
Anyway, we're in from Book of John, the brother of James, so. Anyway, he says, I'll build a bridge for you. No matter how far you are. The first thing is the geographical constraint or limitation. The second thing is the gender limitation. What is the gender limitation? You're a man, I'm a woman. When you notice the Bible, the Bible was written in a time where a lot of preference was still given to men. It was written in a Jewish culture where there was a lot of difference to the masculine uh, gender. Now, if, right, and a lot of communities still struggle with that in the, in the here and now. And so you don't see too many women popping up as cardinal figures. It almost seems as though it has to be a major thing. Before, oh, ah, the women are here, okay. <laughs> Let them have their way, right? And so there was the gender thing. Generally, women and men, they did not used to mix like that. Particularly if you were a prophet or you occupied a significant role or office in society, then you were highly lifted up. There is no one like you. You are highly lifted up and everybody has to struggle. Well, at this time, Jesus comes and he takes an uncommon position. The word says that he sat by the well. He takes a posture of, I'm not coming here to intimidate, to manipulate, to dictate the pace. I am here and I'm taking the position of one that needs the value you offer. So Jesus says, Jesus doesn't say, do you know who I am? Do you know I Jesus doesn't say that. Let me tell you about me. No. Jesus says, give me drink. Now see how God positions that. He says there is value you have that I'm interested in. I want you to understand that. How can the one by whom all things were made? The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. By the word were all things made and nothing was made that was made without the word. So everything was made by the word. This woman's wine vat or water pot was made by the word. This woman's hair was made by the word. This well was made by the word. The sand was made by the word. The bricks were made by the word. The elements were made by the word. The woman's ability to think, to reason, to debate, to enunciate, to project were made by the word. Everything about the woman was made by the word. Yet when Jesus comes, it does not dominate her with the inherent value that he carries. He says, there is value in you. Give it to me. I want to please look at your neighbor. Do your best. I know you're sort of passionate right now. But in short as you're doing things and splash all over them. But, but tell your neighbor right now. Tell your neighbor. Say you are valuable. Some folks are humming it. Emanuela, can you look at somebody beside you with your nice smile and say you are... You are valuable. What made the matter worse, Beju, was that this woman had every reason, almost every society, to feel that she was worth nothing. Even in pop language, the common language, 
When somebody is a baby mama, you know a baby mama, a baby mama drama, even though they're not related to Obama, and they're eating them like bottle like Obama. <laughs> Let me just stop. Right? Baby mama, they were saying she's a plus one, right? Plus two. And what they mean by that is she don't pop. After one. Oh, after one. See, I'm not very well versed in this matters of... <laughs> after one. As if they're telling the time. They use how to tell the time. To while away time. After one. I know somebody's really passionate to minister with me today. One day we'll do tag team preaching. <laughs> but not today. <laughs> right, I need to close, guys. <laughs> so, after one, according to Dr. Feet with the experience. <laughs> After one, after two. That label, right? She's after one, after two, after three. Now that's the proceed, right? That's the fruit of our label, literally. When folks, I pray for you to have the fruit of your label. If you are single and not married, say, qualify that prayer. Because when you label, you bring forth the fruit of the womb. <laughs> it's like, is it really that deep? Don't worry, as you, as you hear me, you will get me. You, you will understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, this woman's issue was not the fruit. The problem was not the fruit. The problem is that she had many farmers. We don't even know if there was any fruit. Too many were plowing her field. Why are you all creeping up on me? Is the Oh really? What a compassionate person. You would do well in the ministry of intercession. Yeah. By the way, no matter this, there's something God is saying to me about you right now. There's certain prayers you've been praying, and in your mind you think you're praying for yourself, but God is literally training you for intercession. Stretching your capacity, your capacity to wait on God and depend on there are certain things on your list. There are about three to five major things you've been seeking the face of God for, and those things are gonna happen. You're gonna begin to see the fruit, the manifestation of that. But God said, I use that to train you for intercession. You're also gonna come into a place where your dreams will no longer confuse you, they will not be meaningless or scary dreams. But they're going to be meaningful dreams. In other words, you have the spirit of wisdom and the ability to decode and interpret the specific messages that are being downloaded to your spirit. You can say amen. Say amen louder. Right. Many men in her life. Many men. Many, many, many men. This was... 
I don't know, I don't know the song. I just, I just know a part of the melody. I don't know the lyrics. By the way, you know when you put, when you put songs on your reels, you need to listen to the lyrics though. Do you know that Touch It song? It has very nasty lyrics. Do you know that Touch It song people used to do all the clothes and all? Very, very bad song. Oh, you used it? It's used you. Right, so we were discussing in the house how that those songs have very, very few lyrics, right? This one in particular. I don't sing the lyrics, but that one in particular or more. And I see a lot of Christian influencers using it. In fact, part of what even, part of the bad thing is, people even use to advertise the gospel or put their children inside. So not touch it. Find out what the it that they are touching is. Which one? The loading song. Hallelujah. And by the way, many of the sounds as in very, very catchy. Right? But don't let them catch you in the wrong place. Even if you are playing catcher. So that you don't have to play catch up. And the spirit and end up with sheep that will need ketchup. Anyway. So, so this is not a case of three and a, three and a half men or two and a half men like the TV show. This was times two. So you know how chaotic the TV show two and a half men is. Multiply by two. Five men. Two and a half times two is five. Oh, you finally go where I was going. Five men. The issue was not that she had been through five men. Five men had been through her. That's a lot. Does it all of a sudden make you feel lighter with your own? <laughs> Folks, be like, it's all right. Number two, gender. Number three, the issue of spirituality. Their definitions of spirituality were very different. The Samaritans said, we worship on this mountain. We don't want to worship. We have to come to this mountain. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. But here you are, chilled. And you're touching my soul without condemning me. She had never seen it before. Her interpretation of a prophet had to come in the word of the Lord. I hereby come with thunders and fires. I come with a third of all the angels in the kingdom of God. <laughs> but this guy just having a conversation with me. <laughs> and it's sorting me out in a conversation. Because Jesus is not in your life to perform as an act is in your life to relate with you to be intimate with you see you know one day i was thinking about so there's a devotional my wife and i started at the beginning of the year right that devotional you choke 
And like before, typically I would read like four to six chapters of the Bible on a typical day, right? How do you know as you grow up and adult life comes into your space, some of your typical days are not as typical. Are you following that now? So stuff can push you off balance, right? And then if you're not careful, after a while, you start feeling guilty for not reading your four to six chapters a day, right? And then one day God just said to me, which Bible was Noah reading? Abraham. Which Bible were they reading? Does this mean you shouldn't read the Bible? No. It means that God does not judge you based on the number of chapters you read. Because the guilt that you carry, that I've... <sighs> you version, right? The way, you know that thing can pain you. Why you now see that your streak has reduced? It's like thunder has finally... Is it a call to laziness? No. Is it a call to laxity? No. Is it a call to Jesus? Yes. That's why it says, come to me, all ye that are heavy laden. In other words, anything that is burdening you, come, let's discuss it. Including your preferred template of worship. Which is actually complicating your fellowship. Because you feel you have to have incense and censor. We have come, we have come, we have come, we have come. Oh yeah, be going, be going, be going. <laughs> Order is important. Structure is important. But Jesus is importanter. Chai, so it was dreams. Remember what I said to me? <laughs> Are you here now? Number three, I prefer mode of worship. Don't talk to me. I don't talk to you. I worship my God. You worship your God. God knows the govex. His ears are wide enough to hear different kinds of prayers. <laughs> but the model of the kingdom is worship is designed to be intimate yet corporate. And the enemy will say to you that if worship is so corporate, it can be intimate. And if it's intimate, it can be corporate. It's wrong. God is not alpha or omega. He is alpha and omega. God is not wide but not deep. He is not deep, but not wide. He is deep and wide. It doesn't like if I bless the Jews, I can't bless the Gentiles. God is not a God of, oh, I'm a corporate God, so I only answer prayers when you wear suits. He suits me. He's suitable. You can pack a lot of things in your suitcase. No. God is like, I got you. Ripped jeans and all. Got you. Face cap and all. <laughs> That's the one that you like. <laughs> and number four, I, I need to close. The fourth thing was the timing issue. This woman could never believe that she was going to meet anybody at the other hour of the day 
Because people who fetched water from public wells fetched either in the morning or in the evening. Now, possibly because of our issues and complications and experiences and all of that, possibly because of all of that, she wanted to avoid public scrutiny. How many of you know that when you're going through stuff, that you feel me ruffle too many feathers or were around too many talk, talk, explanation, jamisi, shalayazim, and you don't want to mix with folk. Anybody who had, an, who had extra time in school, extra time, you just go into the exam hall to write the paper. You find a way, you don't, you don't want folks to say, hey, how, how's your master's going? When you were doing your, your BSc. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> because we don't like talk, talk, talk. And the re- it's not talk, talk, talk we don't like. It's that kind of talk, talk, talk. Because when everything is hunky-dory and flying our lives, we fly it all over. We'll post about it multiple times and slide into DMs to ask why people are not liking it. <laughs> Strategically pushing ourselves. We'll now deliberately go and be commenting. Wow, I'm tripping for God. Literally. Right, right. You now go and see those folks that you're hoping will interface with your content. All of a sudden, you become the happiest, clappiest people in their comment section. Peradventure, they will notice your frequent activity and finally go to your own post, which is actually the original intent you had in your mind because you wanted people to know that your God is not sleeping on you. And that's on period. Right? Can you take me home? <laughs> I shouldn't go. Don't leave me. Don't. I shouldn't go home. <laughs> the timing was off. She was caught off guard. Caught off guard. Right? But Jesus knew what he was doing. He said, I must needs go through Samaria. Why? I have a mission in Samaria. And my mission is not this big, huge, fantastic cathedral or synagogue or temple or church or tent or canopy. My mission field is a life that has been plowed by all the wrong farmers, but now is about to meet the gardener. Bottom of the gardener that is not going to groom her yet become her groom. It's about to meet this guy who knows how to cultivate and activate something that nobody else could figure out because every other person used her and moved on. (laughs) I'll say a campaign. Nobody knows what happened between her and the other men. But whatever happened wasn't quite pleasant. Because if you've ever been through a relationship and you were heartbroken, now you know how it is you break up with somebody or they break up with you, depending on how you want to position yourself after the relationship, you can say, I was one that broke up. So you feel like you are really the empowered one. Or if you want people to really feel for you, sympathize with you, 
you want to milk kids you want to milk their attention the good women can you imagine you broke up with me me can you imagine me of all people who else would they have broken up you're the only person <laughs> you're the only person in the relationship so of all people in this world you broke up with me I can't believe you don't need to believe it. it's already a reality <laughs> By the way, anybody who's on that place, the Lord is healing your heart. In the middle of what seems like jokes and all, I hope you know grace has been imparted. Serious grace. Serious grace. But you see, Jesus didn't come with a sermon outline say, sit down here, you, you have problems. See, let's solve it. Celebrate grace. Zuzu. Because you look like you've been in a Zuzu. love because love is the perfect script for every presentation there are five bullet points sometimes the reason people are dying under you is that you have too many bullet points bullets and you are not letting the bull go Jesus loved this woman. It was a different kind of love. It was the God kind of love. It was the real kind of love. It was the love that was not so stuck up to identify what she had been through. It was the love that placed value even on what seemed like errors and blunders and mistakes and misdeeds and mess ups. Do you know that your pain has value with God? I think I want to show you this. Let me just show you this and then we'll close. Anybody getting something today? Anybody? feeling better right now anybody feeling the love of God right now say he loves me like that there is somebody here when I spoke about heartbreak and heartache your mindset going back into the past and into stories and things have happened to you instead of feeling God how can, how can, how can you allow this happen to me? Let's go to Psalm 56 verse 8. The Lord is healing you right now. Psalm 56 verse 8. Psalm 56 verse 8. You number my wanderings. You number my wanderings, my earning berigberism. That's like berigberry. Waka waka. Moving up and down. Somebody has joined us at Kings now, but before you joined us at Kings, you were looking for a home like John Juan. Your testimony was so fantastic. Like, right? Every other testimony was fantastic. Folks be like, hmm. So my. <laughs> when you're a leader and a pastor you have to be thinking through everybody's mind you have to be thinking because some of you say I always knew they don't really like me my testimony is not that fantastic or somebody who didn't testify but heard the different times they're like oh this is a kind of fantastic testimony so I also thought I used to be a professional door opener <laughs> verse 8 you <laughs> let me finish my message before I laugh 
You number my wonders. We're leaving by seven. Don't worry. We're almost there. By the grace of God. Someone say amen. You number my wanderings. You number my wanderings. Who does it? God. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? God has documented your tears. From the very first one, when the boy that you gave Bobo, Boboed you. You know the first, first tears in primary four? Your sit mate ran off with the class captain. Meanwhile, you have been eyeing the class captain since since. You wrote a note and put, there's something between you and me. We'll talk about it later. Your plan was that in primary six, before you put graduate, you finally tell him and run away. But you offload. <laughs> oh, some of you are not hearing this now. Who am I talking about? I don't know you. Google said, not me, not me. A lot of people here were in the orange space. You used to like Crush and then you moved to Fanta, see? <laughs> Anything you don't understand, I'm here for you. Just, 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 I'm telling you, just write it down. I will answer all your questions by the grace of Christ you get what I'm saying these things are real things and there are many times you've cried and like God you're not there for me as you're shedding the tears angel goes number 1365 number 2013 double tear why God is so concerned about you that it said he has numbered the hair on your head. So every time you go to a barber shop or a salon and they are combing your hair now, comb, 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 cutting it. There's a record in heaven. <laughs> I sent some of you that video of... <laughs> Of a barber shop, the guy was in the barber shop, and, <laughs> and the barber was spraying whatever sanitizer disinfectant. I don't know what it was. Really spraying on on the guy's head, <laughs> and the guy whose hair was being cut just got upset and I had to go and carry a bucket of water. Cuckoo, <laughs> perfect. But don't miss the point. The point here is, if your hair that you don't need again, he didn't number your weave on, he numbered your hair. Is that, is, is that? Because your weave on, you need it again, right? Oh, you must need it after paying that much. You must need to go through. <laughs> you must. Uh, imagine, John, if you, if you cut your hair for 50,000 Naira, Will you not maximize? It must grow fully. <laughs> it must grow now. But the point is, I've numbered it on your head. That will grow, that you can pick out and pull away, right? How about the hurts? How about the pain? 
How about the things that live with you? Somebody say, loves me like that. God is not a scaredy cat boyfriend who runs away at the first sign of your mushiness. He has much room for your mushiness so he can blossom like mushroom. Some of you are just smiling. Oh, this is good. Some of you are like, oh, is this really good? I'm not sure, but I like it. So, I don't know, but it's nice. Somebody say, lost me like that. As we close, I want us to dwell in this reality, to contemplate those thoughts, to embrace the fullness of this. I want all of our friends, particularly those who are in Lekki, all the way to the end. When you're coming next week, bring somebody. All through the month of August, we're talking about the love of God in different dimensions. The love of God. The world needs this love. The world needs to experience more of this love. We need to press into this love. We need to swim in this love. And no matter where you are right now, I just want to say, Lord, I thank you for your love for me. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you, Lord. You are going to love me through the season. Some of you don't even feel like your mind is together. You don't feel like your heart is together. Prayer, you have not prayed. But you know God hears your thoughts. You feel you've not prayed while you've been praying. Because you've not been praying according to the preferred template. Which you should get back to. I'm not talking down against that at all. You need to get back to that. But beyond that, loves you so much. Loves you so much. Oh, 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 oh. Next week, we're looking at love like no other. Loves you so much. Oh, you know one of the, the first thing Paul says about love? Love is what? Love is? patience in other words as long as this thing needs we are here for it do you get it this whatever you're struggling with whether it's a habit an addiction a temper problem jealousy envy you know jealousy and envy they are very big demons right now they're even competing with lust now lust used to be the prize winner but now envy not everybody who's saying bro is your bro everybody who's saying sis is your sis some of them I hope you end up like a sissy right because there's so much exposure folks compare almost anything so when you have your nice lovely hair with the brown tint say my tint is tinter than your tint oh you're wearing 16 inches I'm wearing 18 or you're wearing 18 I'll buy 21 flesh but the love of God heals us from deep within so that we are free from those burdens and so and those weights he loves me so much. Somebody thank the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Oh, Lama say a kondabatosi and overabotolias. Glorify God in the beauty of his holiness. Glorify God in the beauty of his holiness. Oh, I'm a lazy, I'm a
Father, he handles. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your love for us. You love us beyond geographical limitations, gender biases. You love us beyond the preferred templates of worship. <laughs> you said they that worship must worship, not according to a calendar, but in spirit and in truth. So yes, Father, we know that we need routine, but we know that it's your spirit that helps us with our routine. So we release ourselves to your spirit, for where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So we are free to worship. We are free to confess our faults. We are free to expose our struggles. We are free to contemplate your eternal love. We give you praise and glory, your Father. Heal every heart that might be hurting, might be wailing, wondering, wishing, trusting for something deeper, yearning for greater intimacy. And Father, let the series transform hearts, homes, families, and the whole of Lekki. We receive the wisdom to bring into the space everyone who needs this message. Everyone who needs to hear this new sound. We call them forth in the spirit. For the healing of their souls and the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can your amen be louder and stronger? If you've got something, let God know you're grateful. is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.